Hey, you're listening to So Story. My name is Jenny. I studied media production and I live in St. Louis. And I'm Christina and I studied writing. I live in New York. While we're vaguely qualified by our education to talk about what we're talking about, we're truthfully qualified by the hours and hours that we've binged on Netflix. So many hours. So let's let's open with a with a would you rather. Um, this is a great way that I like to get to know people. If I'm sitting down with a friend at a restaurant and that friend has a roommate that they brought along or something like that, I don't really know him. I say, let's play would you rather. So let's pretend we've never met each other. Yeah, let's pretend we haven't known each other for 10 plus years. We've known each other since college, which has been a while. I don't think it's been 10 years, actually. But very nearly. Yeah, but it's this is the first time we've really gotten to do something just explicitly creative together. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. Would you rather? All right. Would you rather? First question. Would you rather go for a week with real rabbit ears instead of your normal human ears? Or would you rather walk a week with horse legs instead of human legs? I think I'd go with rabbit ears. Because mm. honestly, I don't think anyone would notice. You don't think anyone would notice? No. I mean, people who knew me would be like, that's weird. But like, generally, like people go out in public with the weirdest things on their heads. Like People wear cat ears on purpose all the time. That's true. So you think people might look at you and just think that you're wearing fake ears? Yeah, like, my hair's long enough, like, it would cover Mm -hmm. the bottom Mm -hmm. of them, and it would just be like, oh, you're wearing, like, a headband. Mm -hmm. And if you had, like, the floppy ears that that lay flat, then you could definitely just wear a beanie and be good to go. Yeah. 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 And, like, honestly, I'd love to, like, know what it sounds like. That would be fun. Yeah. Like, just pick up so many more sounds than That is a good point. That is a good point. I hadn't thought about that. Um, For me... Now that you say that, I think I think I was on the fence. I really didn't know. Because at first I was like, whoa, I could basically be a centaur. Wow. <laughs> but then I was like... A two-legged centaur. <laughs> oh, no. Were you interpreting... You I interpreted actually... the horse legs as four legs. Oh, no. But, like, then the question would be, would you rather have rabbit ears or be a centaur? Nah... <laughs> no, not, not even close. Um, yeah, so I was like, oh, wow, I could be a centaur, but, like, the subway would be really difficult to manage. Plus, people would be staring at me all the time. My bathroom situation is messed up. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with rabbit ears and see what the world sounds like. All right, next. Would you rather be a dragon or have a dragon? Okay. Okay. This is... I don't know. You go first. I'm going to think about it. This is a rough one. This is a rough one. Um, I, I would rather have a dragon than be a dragon. And here's why. If you are a dragon, people are always trying to tame you 
capture you or kill you. I want to be the one who has tamed the dragon. That's Interesting. It. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to spend the, my whole life, like, looking over my shoulder. I want to be like, hey, y'all best watch your backs because I have a dragon. I... I follow. But I think I would rather be a dragon. Okay. I'm, like... There's a lot of lore about dragons where there's some super intelligent ones that can actually talk. So I feel like it, like mm-hmm. if someone came up and was like, I'm going to capture you, mm-hmm. I'd be like, hey, hold on, I'm sentient. And they'd be and like, oh, you're worth so much more money now. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to step on you now. Um, whereas I'm a pet owner, okay? And my dog is very well behaved, but there are still things that he does that cause damage to property just but like his tail oh, wax and knocks something over that's and true. that's like not a behavior issue i feel like if i had a dragon i'm assuming this is a big animal not like a little pocket-sized dragon it would cause so much damage and that would be my fault <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> not to mention I just don't like, deal cleaning up with after the liability. dragon yeah oh no uh-uh Consistently, like, I don't even want smelling, like, smoke and ash. You know, honestly, I'm not too worried about that. It's like camping all the time. But if you have ash everywhere, it gets all over everything, you know what I'm saying? Hmm. Could be a, a kind of dragon that doesn't breathe fire. Maybe it breathes lightning. Ah. Or acid. That was good. That was good. I'm glad that we, we got that out of the way. This is a nice little... Get to know you, icebreaker. We don't have to get to know each other, yes. but, you know, all of you listening to us have to get to know us. And also, everyone should agree with us, even though we don't agree with each other on everything. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's jump into this the topic for this episode, which is why stories are important. A scholar named Walter Fisher came up with this thing called the narrative paradigm. Um in which he states that all forms of communication that appeal to our reason are best viewed as stories shaped by history, culture, and character. Essentially, he's saying like no communication of ideas is um, purely descriptive or didactic. He's saying that all like communication is storytelling. With I mean, with exception of communication specifically. Uh, intended to maintain relationships, not um, convey information mm-hmm. or ideas. Um, and I really like the idea that, like, if you just kind of step back from, you know, like, the, the nitty-gritty, the facts, the information uh, communicated, and look at artifact of communication, a book, uh, a, a letter, uh, a movie as a whole, and, like, the story that it's conveying outside of its elements, like, almost like part of the culture it's in, Mm -hmm. it tells you so much more about it and about you Mm. and the the society you're in. Another scholar named John Niles wrote a book called Homo Narens, which uh, is kind of a play on the word homo sapien, which means essentially a knowing creature or a wise creature. Um, He defined homo naren as a storytelling creature, uh, as basically he's saying that what defines our humanity, what separates us from other creatures, is our ability to tell stories. 
and how important mm. that storytelling is to us as a not just like one culture or society but every culture and society every culture and society has a story a history oral traditions all these things and i find that like we are all part of that in a way in the way we tell stories and like we're making this podcast this is a story yeah <laughs> uh, things that we are passing like as a whole not like this episode but everything we're doing is part of a narrative which is just really great i have kind of a like a pop culture reference that i think like fits in really well um, maybe mm-hmm. it's not pop culture. It, it might be obscure for some people, but my one of my favorite podcasts is um, The Adventure Zone. They did their first, I don't know if you want to call it a season or what, um, is three brothers and their dad playing Dungeons and Dragons. And they really like turned it into like a, an in-depth storytelling experience. So it wasn't 100% um, just rolling dice and role-playing. There was a, a narrative line that the Dungeon Master created that they followed and like came to this really beautiful conclusion um and if you're listening to it and haven't finished it yet this will be a spoiler um if you haven't you should and this will be a spoiler (laughs) um (laughs) that like that campaign wrapped up with like an ultimate showdown you know between good and evil and one of the ways that like the good guys ended up being able to triumph in the end was the story of all they'd done to protect the world and save people got transmitted to everyone's mind and everyone with this like communal sense of like purpose that they gained from knowing this story kind of rose up together like took up arms and were able to defeat the evil together and like the episode I think they call it Maybe not the episode, but, like, they kind of created, like, a history and a lore that followed that as kind of an epilogue for the story. And they called it the Day of Story and Song. And, like, I've listened to this episode, I think, three times now, and it makes me cry every time. Like, it is so beautiful. Just, like, just knowing the story made everybody rise up together. And that's, I think, what, what, like, our culture and our, like, kind of really broad storytelling can do. Yeah, and thinking about why stories are important, I thought about some of the same things that you just talked about um, in terms of how we build relationship with one another, but also how we understand ourselves and our world. So I will always advocate for fiction as a means to talk about real things in our lives without explicitly talking about the real things. Um, especially high fantasy, you know, like Lord of the Rings or, or Game of Thrones, something like that with, you know, like lots of um, swords and elves and all of that. High fantasy, sci-fi, um, really great vehicles to talk around or, or create a, a new context for the current issues of our day. Good stories draw forth a connection. They make us feel less alone because we see part of ourselves or part of our lives in, in what we're seeing and hearing. So all of our experiences are then placed into a new context and we can view them with fresh eyes and fresh ears. We can um, really consider 
everything anew. I love that about stories. I love that we can make sense of our world without having to really um, remove ourselves from the world, if that makes sense. It's slightly removed. I'll, I'll give you that because, you know, you're in a, you, it's almost like a, a brain exercise or a thinking exercise if you're in in a different setting or context. But I, I love that. Um, so for me, stories, they really help me to make sense of my life. You know, they, they frame my circumstances in a new way and they provide alternate explanations for maybe why I'm feeling a certain way or why I'm responding in a certain matter. Um, they also help us connect with each other because listening to stories helps us practice the muscle of empathy, which is so important right now. Our next segment is, is how we do that, how we've interacted with a story um, mm-hmm. recently. And uh, for me, it really does have to do with like being made to feel an emotion, um, being able to empathize with someone. I recently watched the new Fantastic Beast movie and there were two scenes in it that really like stuck out to me that were connected from the beginning and the end of the movie where these two characters were, um, essentially prevented by law from marrying each other. Um, wizards, witches and wizards are not allowed in America of that time to marry non-magic people. Um, in the beginning of the movie, they have a fight over this where the witch is talking to the muggle and is like, I don't care. I, I want to be with you. I love you. And he's like, I won't let you like put yourself in danger and break the law for me. And they have a fight and she can read minds and like reads his mind and knows he's about to say you're crazy or he's thinking that she's crazy. And she yells at him for that he's like no i didn't mean it i didn't say it and she gets mad and goes away um and he's kind of left there saying like i didn't mean it that's not what i meant to say um Mm. and then it ties in at the very end where this witch is uh has been convinced by grindelwald mostly convinced by grindelwald to join him because he's offering her the freedom to do what she wants, which is to marry this person that she loves. Um, and they are fighting over this and he's like, how can you even consider that? Like, he's like clearly evil. He's not good for anything. And she's trying to convince him to like go with her and join him. And he like just stops and is like, you're crazy. And she just, like, wow. shuts off. She turns and, like, joins wow. the bad guy. And That'll do like, it. You know what? Yeah, and at that moment, he, like, he meant it. And I'm, like, there's some truth in it, too, right? Like, she's mm. been so, like, twisted by the evil mm-hmm. um, that she doesn't know what's right or wrong in that moment. But, like, the words just, like, turn her off and there's no reaching her anymore. And, like, that I think is a thing that happens a lot when we're not careful with our words or if we're not like really in tune with our friends and our like loved ones when we're not like being in communication and, and like paying attention to what's going on in their lives, we can really just miss out on what's important to them.
the scene that stuck with me also has a slight spoiler alert, but I don't think that we should really worry about it. Um, this came out in 1992. It is from Star Trek Next, Next Generation Season 5 Episode Violations. Um, so the scene takes place at the very end of this episode. There is a family who's been aboard the Starship Enterprise visiting, and the son uh, in, within this family, he assaults men and women, uh, crew members of the Starship Enterprise. So at the very end, we see him being taken away by security, and then his parents are left to deal with the aftermath of his wrongdoing. So they're sitting across a table from Captain Picard, who's played by Patrick Stewart. And the father, he says, you know, it's been so long since my people have done anything to this degree of violence. I mean, maybe 300 years ago we used to do this. My people did. Um, it was a great time of violence for my people. A time I thought we had put behind us. And Captain Picard responds... I think no one can deny that the seed of violence remains within each of us. We must recognize that, because that violence is capable of consuming each of us, as it consumed your son. And this, mm. this scene really stood out to me because I already knew before watching this moment that Patrick Stewart grew up in a house watching his dad hit his mom. Um, he published a piece about it in The Guardian in 2009. And he explains how his dad was this really respected member of the community, how his dad was charming and organized, had lots of positive attributes, and he was a decorated war hero. But that was during the weekdays. And, you know, the piece um, really ventures further into details and so I don't I don't want to um I would love for all of you to go read that that piece um but this this particular moment where Patrick Stewart is delivering this line about how violence can consume any of us that really stuck with me because his delivery of this line seemed so incredibly intentional like beyond yeah. his normal lines which are brilliantly delivered anyway um mm -hmm. this this feels like a really pure intersection between his life and the character he plays so while we're talking in this podcast about how stories inform the way that we live our lives it also goes the other way around where the lives that we have lived informs the way that we tell stories Where can we find your storytelling? Um, you can find my stories several different places online. I have a blog on Medium called Christina from the Midwest. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram. My handle is c.l.u, which, fun fact, is also my initials, C-L-U. But on Instagram, you're going to spell it Y-O-U. That was not very helpful to any of you who are trying to look me up right now. C.L.Y.O.U. That's the one. That's me. Yay. Is that all is that all, all the places you are? 
Um, that's all the places I am for now. What about you, Jenny? Where can we find your storytelling? If I am on a social media platform, you can find me at J-L-F-E-H-R, which is also my name. That's mostly Instagram right now, but there's some other places that sometimes I post stuff. All right. And I think it, we'll put links uh, in the description to some of the stuff we've referenced, like the article you were talking about um, mm-hmm. and maybe your blog. Because that might be more difficult for people to find. Thanks for listening to So Story. Yeah, thanks for listening to So Story. We'll catch you next time. All right. No, 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 no. We're not Pokemon Pokemon Masters. What are they called? Oh, they should be Pokemon Masters, but I don't think that's what they call them. (laughs) What are they? I think they're just masters. Uh, trainers, but then they become a master. Oh, I have literally never watched a single episode of Pokemon or played games or done anything. I've just absorbed this from my culture right now. Okay, bye. Bye.